Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series. I'm Carrie Murphy. It is a brilliant new day. It's a new week. It is an absolute blessing and an honor to be here with all of you. Welcome to our sacred circle and our unity community. Uh, I want to extend a bright and a beautiful good morning, good afternoon, and good evening uh, to all of you tuning in from around the world to help me welcome the wonderful Peter Tung. We're going to talk about the eclipse call for change. We'll talk about the 1111 portal. We'll talk about navigating these challenging times through the gene keys. Uh, we'll take live callers later. Peter, as always, will be taking your specific questions on the gene keys. Uh, so press star two on your phone to be considered for that. Uh, and welcome home, all of you beautiful souls. This is your safe haven. It is a sacred space and a soulful sanctuary. It's a healing oasis, uh, a place where you can feel like you're at home with soul family. And it's my greatest intention that you feel an unwavering sense of safety and acceptance and belonging and oneness and unity here. Um, the energies and qualities of uh, cooperation, collaboration, uh, kindness and compassion always, always flowing here. I want you to feel that and just feel at home. So may today's journey with Peter and myself illuminate and ignite unique cosmic gifts and stellar treasures for you. So just sit back and relax now. Breathe, open, and receive. Uh, we're very thankful that you found your way here today. And now my favorite question, what is the best that could happen today? Uh, please set a clear, empowered, personal intention for what you wish to gain or experience. Uh, my intention with our journey is to be a clear and pristine communicator of divine light and love and selfless service to allow for the greatest openings into peace, healing, harmonization, purification, and empowerment uh, for all of us gathered here. Uh, you're welcome to write in. Let us know how you're doing. If you have gene key questions and you joined us by computer, uh, put them in there and I will be checking in. And now let me tell you about Peter. He's been on a spiritual path much of his life. Early explorations of chemistry and astrology quickly evolved into studies of alchemy and the afterlife. He offers gene key sessions. Uh, they take you on your own grail quest along the golden path to show you the key gene keys in your own unique hologenetic profile. The journey reveals to you the shadow energies lurking in your unconscious that are waiting to be transmuted into your most powerful gifts and ultimately the city or the divine essences that are at the core of your soul. Peter was an educator for 30 years and a high school principal for 13 years, uh, during which time the Indigo children provided him with firsthand accounts of their spiritual experiences as well as the limitations they were facing uh, within the traditional school system. Inspired by these young people, Peter left his career in formal education and turned his attention to walking his true spiritual path while helping others walk theirs. He now counsels people in spiritual emergence, overcoming obstacles, and finding one's true life purpose. So today we're really highlighting this eclipse call for change. We'll talk about how to navigate these times with the gene keys, seeing the bigger picture, detaching from any drama, um, taking advantage of these powerful energies coming to the planet. Um, we're going to talk about the four eclipses 
really their significance and the gene keys involved, the Venus star point, the 1111 portal coming up, um, and the 14th gene key, the Midas touch. So again, we're going to take your questions later, so uh, press star 2 to raise your hand. So now let's get started. Please join me in extending waves and waves of love and light and joy to Peter as I welcome him back. So welcome back, my friend. Oh, thank you so much, Carrie, and I definitely feel at home being on the uh, show with you. And yeah. um, this is without doubt about Soul Tribe coming together and, and that mutual support that we need to offer through mm -hmm. this really intense and challenging time. So wonderful introduction as always, and I'm really, really happy to be here. Oh, I'm always grateful. You're, yeah, you, you are really, really just an integral part of this community, Peter. You have been since the beginning, it seems like. And, you know, we, it seems like we come together every three months or so, you yeah. know, yeah. and you bring, you know, illumination to what's happening on the planet. Of course, you know, the eclipse is coming up. So let's just dive in. Uh, talk about the four eclipses, uh, you know, that have occurred this year or that will occur, their significance. Um, what can you what can you say? Okay, well, thank you. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's actually look at the whole picture around the four eclipses. And uh, it would be really great if uh, our listeners can really tune in uh, to the events that took place in particular times in history to see how this all interconnects, because it is all interconnected. So we're going to go back first of all to the first pair of eclipses. Uh, which took place on April the 30th and May 15th this year. So the first two weeks in May. And those two eclipses took place, again, still in the Scorpio-Taurus axis, just as the eclipses are currently. Um, but they were reversed to the current eclipses in the sense that uh, the partial solar eclipse was in Taurus and the total lunar eclipse was in Scorpio. So uh, now this time they switch around. So we've already had the partial solar eclipse in Scorpio and now we have the total lunar eclipse in Taurus. So they're like inverses of each other. And back then, uh, on that first two weeks in May, there was a precise square with Saturn in Uranus. Uh, and so what we see today for tonight's eclipse is exactly the same pattern with Saturn back in that precise square uh, to the axis of the eclipse. So we've got this repeating pattern of the eclipses and Saturn. And going back to that first two weeks in May, uh, Saturn operates in seven-year cycles. So we were being asked to look back to the year 2014-15 to see what major program or programs were running our lives for those seven years. What was the central theme of our life during that seven-year period from 2014-15 up until May this year. And what we were supposed to be doing during that two-week period was reassessing the situation. Were we going to continue with what's been happening over the seven-year period, just as is? Were we going to refine it? Or were we going to make a significant change? That's what we were supposed to be doing. Uh, and now we've moved into the current uh, eclipse season, uh, which leads us into this moment tonight, early tomorrow morning, where the pointer now is to absolutely, definitely making change. And so this six-month period has been the sort of sorting out period for us to come to terms with 
what is it that we want to retain and what is it that we want to let go of. So my intention for today, Carrie, uh, for all of the listeners uh, uh, is to let go of their old identity. Mm-hmm. And that is a challenge for a lot of people because our egoic self does not want change. Our ego wants to keep things exactly as they are. Mm-hmm. And so what we're being asked to do now is to look very, very deeply, as deeply as we can go into ourselves to see what it is that we need to completely let go. And that can include uh, our day job. It can include people, friends. It can include family. It can include our own habits, our own beliefs. Uh, and all of this is, is what is lining up for this eclipse to take place uh, this evening. And I'm obviously going to come back to this. Uh, but it's really, really important to begin this uh, journey into the new earth, into the new age of Aquarius, and we can't take any of that old baggage with us. So we're going to come back to that in a few minutes. But I want to go back to that first eclipse season because all of these uh, energies around the eclipse have taken place in Scorpio, Taurus, Jinkies. And so back then, the nodes of the moon... Uh, were taking place in the 8th Jinki and the 14th Jinki. And so those two Jinkies are a programming pair. They play off each other. And the 8th Jinki is the shadow of mediocrity. And that shadow keeps us locked into conforming to the way other people expect us to be. And that leads into the 14th shadow of compromise. In other words, our life doesn't reach its fullest potential because we are stuck in the way other people expect us to be. And the reason we get stuck in that is because of the fear of being rejected if we stepped out. So this six-month period, lots of people have had their lives falling apart. And it was supposed to. And that's what that square to Saturn uh, indicates, is this Uranus square Saturn, which is still happening now, is saying to us, if you don't take responsibility to make the changes that you need to make, the universe is going to do it for you. (laughs) So it's much better that you decide to do it yourself. And so this is where this six-month period has has led to this point. Now, the positive side of the eighth uh, jinky is this wonderful word, exquisiteness. It's when you let go of the worry and concern about others and you just become your true, unique self and you live your life according to who you are without any influences from anybody else. Mm -hmm. And that then leads into this 14th jinky of absolute competence. And in Richard Rudd's book, he talks about these four qualities, efficiency, creativity, flexibility, and enthusiasm. And if you put those four qualities together, it leads to this wonderful word, bounteousness, which means the world is your bounty, and it does include this Midas touch. Everything Mm -hmm. you touch turns to gold. And what's beautiful about this, you mentioned the 11.11 at the beginning. The 14th jinky follows on the uh, 43rd jinky, which is the jinky of the 11.11. So we've got the Midas touch coming around again uh, just a little bit later in November, probably November 
50th to 2021, something like that. So we've got this wonderful run of, of energies to really support us in this journey so long as we can let go of other people's expectations of us and let go of those old limiting expectations that we had of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that was going back to that uh, eclipse season back then. Do you want to make any comments about that, Carrie? No, I, I'm just enjoying listening. You can you can continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So now then, let's fast forward through that six month period to this absolutely wonderful moment, which was on the uh, October 22nd, and on that day there was something called a Venus star point got activated and this is just a a wonderful aspect of the geometric patterns of the universe and of the stars and the and the planets so what happens is um, Venus the earth and the Sun have this wonderful interaction which ties into the so-called Fibonacci series the Fibonacci series is when you add numbers up and the next number becomes the addition from the one before. So 1 plus 1 is 2, 2 plus 1 is 3, 3 plus 2 is 5, 5 plus 3 is 8, 8 plus 13 is 21 and so on. And that leads to a ratio which is the golden mean ratio. So this is nature's organic principle in operation. And the way it works in this particular situation is the rotation of the Earth around the Sun is 365 days, and Venus is 584 days, which gives you that precise ratio 5 to 8. And how that works for us in the night sky, viewing from Earth, is that every eight years, Venus and the Sun come into a perfect conjunction five times. And if you plot those five conjunctions out in the night sky, it forms an absolutely perfect five-pointed star. And of course you can't see that because it takes eight years for it to occur, but I have seen a computer simulation of it, and it's absolutely divine. I mean, you mm-hmm. talk about divine creation, you can just feel this as it, as it creates this perfect five-pointed star over this eight-year period. Mm-hmm. And this is the divine feminine, it's Venus connecting to the sun as viewed from the Earth. And it's just this beautiful dance that takes place. Uh, And so on October the 22nd, it was one of those points. But what was particularly significant about it was it took place at the very last degree of Libra. So Venus was at 29 degrees of Libra. And this Venus star point had not occurred in Libra since 1770. Hmm. So being the person that I am, I went back into... Uh, the computer and looked up what was happening in 1770. And what was happening then, remember we were talking about Venus in Libra. Mm. Venus in Libra is all about the higher expression of love and romance. Venus in Taurus is much more about the sexual, sensual aspect of love. But the Venus in Libra is more the higher aspects. It's the song, it's the dance, it's the poetry. It's that elevated aspect of romance. So going back to 1770, What was happening then, it was the end of the Age of Enlightenment, and it was these wonderful musical composers, including Mozart, Haydn, and Handel, 
So we had this higher expression through music, but it was also the French and American revolutions. So the, my interpretation then of this returning back to this Venus in Libra on that 22nd of October this year, th this is a love revolution that we are now going through. So we are going to go through a revolution. We're already in it. But our role is not to be fighting. Our role is to be yeah. in a space of love. Mm -hmm. So this is what I believe was triggered on that October 22nd date. Beautiful energy. Yeah. So, and that, and, and, sorry, go on. Yeah, and, you know, you're the first person who's talked about this on the show. So I'm grateful that you're highlighting this. So how long does this, last this period that's a very that's a very good question it will last for some time because venus and the sun are still conjunct they're still moving together all the way through the month of scorpio so it's 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 having a big impact right now for this next period right till the end of the month of scorpio round about the 22nd again which we mentioned earlier now what has happened since then is that venus has moved on so they were perfectly conjunct, and now Venus has gone ahead of the sun. So Venus is actually leading the charge into this love revolution. And so I may as well continue with that conjunction, because the other really neat thing that's happening on this eclipse tonight is that just before the eclipse, Mercury is going to come into a perfect conjunction with the sun, uh, like two or three hours before the eclipse. So when that happens... We're going to get absolute mental clarity of what is required for us on the eclipse. So for most people, this will probably be just before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I'm going to suggest for people to do is to really get clear on what their intentions are for themselves in the new Earth. And that Mercury-Sun conjunction will be helping them to get clarity. I think a lot of us have been experiencing very strange mental, uh, what's the right word, fogginess, uh, uh, memory loss, um, you know, just all yeah. this real confusion around the mind because the mind is being reprogrammed and reconfigured from its old way to the new way and it's, it's confused at times. Mm -hmm. so, so what we're wanting to do then is to step into that point of clarity just before the eclipse takes place tonight. Okay. Okay, so then, so then we'll, so we'll, we'll, we know then that we've got this Venus Sun star point really assisting us in holding to this higher frequency of love as we go through this transformational time. So now then I'll talk about the actual energies of this eclipse. Yes. We've already, we've already had the 25th of October was when the partial solar eclipse took place in Scorpio. Now what was really interesting about that was it took place in the 50th gene key. The 50th gene key is basically the transition into um, Scorpio from Libra, which is what the Venus star point was about. Now, why this is important is the 50th gene key is the gene key of all the corruption that we see on the planet. So while this Venus star point was being activated in the night sky, we were going through the shadow of the corruption on the planet into that partial solar eclipse. So this is the south node of the moon in Scorpio, and this is all about the deepest, darkest secrets being revealed. 
And so what's, what's happening now is we're in this force field of energy where all of the underworld stuff is being revealed for what it truly is. And we've had some shocks, but there are more shocks to come about what's really going on in the world today. Because it isn't what we're being told it is. The mainstream media still got a lock on telling us what they want us to know, which is not the truth. Mm -hmm. So we've yet to see the full breakthrough. Now, I'm sure loads and loads of your listeners are already aware of what's happening through the alternative media and what's really going on. But even in what's really going on, there are still some secrets to, to be revealed. And so that's where this energy kicked in around that solar eclipse in Scorpio. It was right now we're going to shine the light on the truth and let the truth emerge. Hmm. And that 50th shadow of corruption uh, is the reason that all this corruption exists. And it's because we've worked our way into a hierarchical structure. So everything that we look at in this world is based on hierarchy. The business world, the educational world, the medical system, it's based upon someone is higher than you on the totem pole, someone is lower than you on the totem pole, so that leads to the corruption. When we can collapse hierarchy, then we won't have corruption anymore, and we collapse it into what's called heterarchy, where everything is equal. Everybody is considered equal. We all have our uh, way of being in the world, and we're all respected for who we are and what we are doing. And we work together, and you've used the words in the introduction, collaboratively, mm -hmm. supportively, honoring each other. That's where this is going. And those people who are in control of the world right now do not want that to happen. And that's why we are in this final, intense, I won't call it a battle, uh, I'll call it an ending of that old world, because they are dying away. The game is already over, and they're having their final temper tantrums. So it's not necessary for us to focus on that and try and work out how it's going to happen. We simply focus on our intentions for what we want this new earth to be. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then that was that, was that eclipse moment. And then, and then <laughs> we move out of that and we move into the 28th gene key, which is the gene key which finishes on Halloween. And why this is important is the 28th gene key shadow is asking us to face our deepest fears. And typically, in the end, it comes back to our fear of death and dying, which also includes the, the fear of living a full life. So during that period coming up to Halloween, if you think about Halloween and all the demonic beings that come out and the ghosties, ghosties and the ghoulies and all that stuff, and you put it all into one being, that would be our deepest possible fear. Hmm. So we were being forced during that week from the 25th through to the 31st to face that deepest fear. And if you haven't done so yet, <laughs> we need to do so. Because you can't <laughs> take those fears with us, right? Mm -hmm. So then on, uh, on Halloween, we shift out of the 28 and into the 44. And the 44 is the... Uh, codon ring with the 50th gene key of corruption and its shadow is interference. Now it's really really important for uh, everyone to understand how this works. The two together, the 50th and the 44, are called the ring of the Illuminati. And the Illuminati are those global elites trying to run the world today. 
And what Richard Rudd says in his book about this is the Illuminati were the original illumined ones who were supposed to lead us into this new golden age. But along the way, they became corrupted and they built in these interference patterns into humanity through all forms of abuse, sexual abuse, financial abuse, medical abuse, you name it, abuse, educational abuse. And so they've locked us down through all of these abuses, through these interference patterns. So what, what this then was leading into is this eclipse season right now. So what this is saying to us is we now need to step beyond the corruption and the interference patterns by stepping into the highest expressions of those two gene keys, which is harmony and synarchy. Harmony is, again, you used the word earlier, harmonization, coming into peace mm -hmm. and harmony and connection with each other. It does include the celestial music. It does include the music of the spheres. It does include sound frequency. And then the synarchy is this absolutely crystal clear energy flow between us and everyone else that we are connected with. And this is where the fractal lines of our soul tribe start to come in. So harmony and synarchy are the two qualities that will transcend the Illuminati uh, control on the world at the moment. So mm -hmm. we want to just hold to that highest frequency of harmony and synarchy. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then that leads us into the eclipse tonight. This is the ta-da, big moment. <laughs> And, and I've already talked about the fact we've got the Sun and Mercury and Venus conjunct at one end in the South Node, which is all about the past and clearing out the past. Then at the other end, we've got the, the full Moon in the total lunar eclipse conjunct Uranus on the North Node. The North Node is our future destiny. Uranus is the planet of re rebellion and revolution, setting us free very Aquarian energy, but remember it's also at right angles to Saturn in Aquarius. Now Saturn typically is a representative of the old structures, but because it's in Aquarius, what I'm seeing it as presently is the opportunity to create the new structures in the new age of Aquarius. And what gene keys are these taking place in? Absolutely remarkably, it's the first and second gene key. So if uh, the listeners haven't understood anything yet, just get this bit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, sec the second gene key is the most feminine of all the gene keys. And that is where the moon is going to be tonight in the eclipse with Uranus. So the most feminine gene key, the second gene key, is asking us to open our hearts to receive intuitive guidance from this Moon-Uranus conjunction on the North Node of our future destiny. So it requires us to simply be open to receive in absolute stillness. And then the Sun-Mercury-Venus conjunction is happening in the first gene key, which is the most masculine of gene keys, and it's the very beginning of the journey. It's the first gene key. So this is not only the ability to have a creative idea. 
it's the ability to actually bring it into a tangible form. So what we're doing then is saying, okay, I'm now going to check in with my feminine side and listen deeply to what spirit is wanting to inform me of, what creator wants to let me know, such that then after that, I will then begin the process of creating something real and tangible in the new earth. But to get there, we've got to let go of this old identity that we've now got to shed the snake skins of who we used to be and become the real me, the real spirit, the real person that I am, that I've been hiding from the world up until this point. Now, obviously, some of us have started to emerge from the chrysalis and come out into the world in the way we truly want to be. But we've got to make sure that there are no residual patterns holding us back. And that's where it gets challenging because we've got to step into the void, the space between the two. The dying of the old world, this is a shamanic death, and the embracing the rebirth of the new. And that can be a scary place for some people because we rely upon those old structures to hold us together. And suddenly, if we let go of all those identities, where does that leave us? It leaves us in that mm -hmm. space of not knowing. It leaves us in the space of the in-between. And that can be a very scary and, and vulnerable place. And so that's where we need to go. But if we can go there, then we can start this co-creation of who we truly are, stepping mm -hmm. into this new earth. And it's got nothing to do with anybody else. Right. What, will happen, what will happen is as we go into this co-creation of setting new intentions for ourselves, there will be overlaps between us and other people who are doing the same thing. And the great news is only the people who are aware and awake will be doing this. And that's why it's bound to, bound to be a success. So mm. if you think about it, Carrie, you're going to have some intentions for yourself, and I'm going to have some intentions for myself, and they're going to be different, but there'll be an overlap. All the things that you spoke of at the beginning of the show will be the common collective soul tribe energy that we will create together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is all about. It's, it's probably going to look back in the future as the most important turning point in the whole of our existence. And I'm being serious about that. Wow. <laughs> Very significant times. Um, and so what would be your greatest um, advice to people? You know, as we're moving into tonight and tomorrow, and then we have the 11.11 portal on Friday, um, you know, as you said, you know, releasing these old patterns, the old identity, the egoic identity uh, patterns, um, is there something specific, I mean, like, a, that you would encourage people to do? Um, well, let's, know, let's, actually, let's actually do it. Let's just do okay. a little protest, okay? okay? That makes, mm -hmm. makes good sense at this point. Because we've got to clear this before we can step into the, the new. So let's, let's just go into a little process with everybody. So uh, just make sure that if you're driving, that you're not going to do this uh, unless you can pull over or if you're operating any machinery or anything like that, uh, that you can uh, pick up the replay and do it later. Um, but if you are available now, then just, uh, just drop into a quiet still point, a nice quiet space, and just gently close your eyes. 
And it is the egoic mind that is struggling with this. So we just want to give it its moment in the sun to begin with, just to have this moment of connecting into the mind and just seeing what it's wanting to do. And just watch it. Don't get upset with it. Just watch what it's doing. And then just gently and quietly bring it into stillness, into calm. And then just drop your awareness down from your head and into your heart. We need to now focus on the heart's intelligence rather than the mind's intelligence. Trusting our inner knowing, our deep and profound connection with source. And during this eclipse moment, 90 minutes, all of the energy coming from the Sun, Mercury and Venus will be hitting the Earth but not reaching the moon. And so it's in this 90-minute period when this change can take place, where we can shift into this freedom by letting go of the old. So that's our intention during the eclipse, is to clear out all the old energies and step into the new. So now we are dropping into our heart. And we're just gently and quietly reflecting upon what it is that is holding us back from setting us completely free. And these will be old patterns that were built into us as children, conditioned programs. They will be as a result of any traumas we've had in our lives. It will be our ancestral wounding that comes through our ancestral lineage, through our beliefs about what our lives should be through our educational system, through our parental pressures, people in our lives even today who are telling us what we should and shouldn't be doing, which takes us back into that first eclipse season of the 8 and the 14 of mediocrity and compromise. So I find the best way to clear these energies out is through the use of the violet flames of transmutation overseen by Saint Germain. And now then from your heart, just seeing these violet flames just flickering throughout your multidimensional self on all levels of your being, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual bodies, including your auric field. And just directing these flickering flames to go wherever they need to go in your body to clear out these old patterns, these old connections, these old beliefs in absolute and total merciful forgiveness. And if you're feeling any resistance anywhere in your body, including your head, then just direct the flames there and intensify them. And just let go. Surrender to the mystery of life, which requires a deep and profound trust of yourself and of the universal life force that it's on your side. Once you really fully step into your truth, the truth of who you really are. 
as one of those members of the soul tribe who are here to be part of the transition team as we go through this shift. And have no doubt at all that Mother Earth is herself making this shift. So the more aligned we are with her, the easier this gets. We are being bombarded with high frequency energies from her and from the star systems, from the sun. We are being transformed from Homo sapiens into Homo luminous, putting on our light body. And this is the key to our future happiness and contentment, living our life in the new earth. And it's also about connecting to the earth crystalline energies, the earth grids, the ley lines, the vortexes, the quartz crystal in the land. All of this interconnectedness of oneness of all that is. The second gene key is the gene key of unity consciousness, which is where this is taking us. So you can have an absolute total confidence in your own competence to navigate your way through this, keeping your eye on that bigger picture of the new earth coming into being, with you walking the earth on her body in this elevated consciousness state. And that's why this is such an important moment in time. So come back up into your heart now, and now let's finish the process by feeling this shimmering golden elixir of life flowing throughout your multidimensional self. You now have the Midas touch. touch. Everything you touch turns to gold. And it's the gold frequency, not the gold metal. It's beyond the gold metal. It's the highest frequency that we can embody at this time. But when we connects to that gold frequency inside, everything around us changes, including the people. And we just emanate out this gold frequency into the world. It is the purifying frequency. So now just take a few more deep breaths, becoming fully aware of yourself in your space, and then gently open your eyes. And then, Carrie, feel free to speak on behalf of the soul tribe. <laughs> yes. Um, I love that you said, well, this is about cultivating, as you said, confidence in our competence to be what I feel are members of this triumphant transition team. And that's what we're all doing here together, collaborating. And that was so beautiful, Peter. Um that was beautiful. Just what we needed. <laughs> and, um, and before we take questions and callers, because we have a lot of people who've written in, Peter, I want um, to give you the opportunity to talk about the 1111 portal first. Yes, and right. Thank you. Important. Yeah. Well, so the 1111 portal is always a very significant day in the year. Um, it, many, many people on this spiritual path have been seeing the digital 11.11 on clocks at all sorts of different times. And it's a wake-up call. It's basically saying it's time. 
but there is a gateway portal that opens up every year on the 11-11. Now, it coincides with Veterans Day and Remembrance Day in Europe, and it is a time when there is a huge mass conscious connection to all those who gave their lives for something they believed in. Uh, and we don't want to connect with that specifically, but because the mass consciousness is so focused, we can connect into that higher frequency realm through the 1111 portal gateway. So again, following on from your intentions in the eclipse tonight, it gives us the opportunity to then step through that gateway. And the gene key involved is the 43rd gene key, the city of which is the epiphany. And the epiphany is having a sudden and shocking realization of the truth that comes through the heart. It doesn't come through the mind. And it's just this aha moment of having this major awareness that just comes through. And it may or may not happen on the 11-11, but it goes through to the 15th or so. So it goes from about the 10th to the 15th. So there is this opportunity while we're in the 11-11 to connect to that epiphany and invite it into our hearts and then just allowing it to come in. And then amazingly, we then step into the 14th jinky on the 15th, which is the Midas touch. So this just continues on through the whole month of uh, November right through to another big date this year, I think, which is the 22-11-22, the 22nd of November, 2022. So we've got all these inc incredibly powerful opportunities to continue stepping up in frequency through the end of the month of Scorpio. Mm -hmm. Yes, I mean, <laughs> it's just such a powerful time. I mean, I guess we say that all the time, but, you know, these are just significant um times that we're living in and we each play such a you know a really powerful role you know I, I can't get over you know the transition team when you said that I was like yes that's what we are yes 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 and you know when we come together we support each other in being vibrationally victorious you know in this time um and it's exciting because people write in and they're writing in, you know, throughout our time together today, Peter, about what it means to come together like this, you know, what it means to come together and inspire one another to um, stay focused on unity and harmony and all of these things. So, um, yeah, beautiful so sharing, I, I, Peter. Mm -hmm. Oh, my, my pleasure. And I, I just remembered, I haven't actually said, and I should say, the timing of the eclipse. Um because it is visible in North America, um, and it starts at uh, about 2.15 uh, Pacific time, and it lasts for 90 minutes, so it goes through to about 3.45. So essentially, the midpoint of the total eclipse will be at, at uh, 3 o'clock uh, Pacific time. So people can work that out. Now, on the East Coast, it may be that you will only see the beginning of it, um, because it will be coming light at some point, obviously, as it's six o'clock to six six forty five um, but again you don't have to see it uh, it's happening uh, anyway so it is just this wonderful time to connect during that period and for those of us that will be asleep again we set the intention before we go to bed that night and then mm -hmm. we can go through that process in dream time we can dream our future through that time 
Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you for adding that in. And Peter, what I want to do before we take um, the gene key questions um, is talk about your offer, which is a gene key, a spiritual counseling session. Um, they, this offer can be found at straighttalkforthesoul.com. Click on our marketplace link and you will find Peter's smiling face. Click on his picture and you'll see this offer. You've also added in some bonuses. Um, the Golden Path explained. This is a video explaining how your profile works. Um, there's a meditation grounding light into the body and then a brand new bonus meditation that you uh, just created uh, for this eclipse season. I've already listened to it. It's beautiful. That's also in this package. Uh, Peter, um, describe what a gene key session would be like for you. A lot of people know you. They've, you know, been with us together on this show many times or they know you outside of the show. Um, we haven't talked about uh, a simple explanation of, of the gene keys, but it's always important to give a little foundation for those who are new to, to the gene keys. Absolutely, yeah. So we all have our own unique gene key profile, which is based upon the date, location, and time of your birth. And it gives you these 11 gene keys, which are specific to you, and you're evolving through your life. And so we will get your profile, which I will send to you, and I'll send you that. You will have that little introductory video that Carrie just mentioned. And then we will have the whole hour to spend looking at your 11 spheres, and I will cover all 11, and the shadow, the gift, and the city of each one. And basically what it does, it gives us an insight and understanding of why you have lived your life the way that you have, and all the things that have happened in your life, which have all been a setup for your success now. And some of those things won't appear to have been uh, for your setup for success, but they were. Mm -hmm. So what it does, it takes the emotional charge out of events that have happened in your life because they were supposed to happen, however horrible they were, because it was the response that you had to that that um, really helps you to understand why you put yourself through it to reach the other side of it. So it gives you a real clear insight into your life up to this point. There's a with, with people who are on a spiritual path already, there's a lot of validation and confirmation but we all have a few blind spots, which we can then uh, recognize. But also it leads us into seeing what our final contentment will come from through the gifts and cities of those 11 keys. Um, so it's a beautiful process, which is a combination of com- counseling and my understanding of the gene keys and the process involved. Mm-hmm. And you've been doing this uh, in a very devoted way for years now, and you are so skilled in your ability. I mean, the gene keys, if those of you who are not familiar with them, um, that's why he, there's a video there that'll, that'll kind of walk you through a lot of, a lot of this so you don't spend a lot of time with Peter, um, understanding <laughs> some of these things. So it's helpful to watch that video, um, to gain some insight. And, you know, some of the primary questions people have um, each time you're here, Peter, is if they don't know specific timing of their birth, that sort of thing. What do you say to that? Yeah, so so what we try to want, want to try and do is narrow it down as much as we can. If we have no clue at all, then I always plug in noon as the time of birth. And then I look at a couple of times early in the day and later in the day and to see what changes have taken place. And so much depends upon where the planets were in certain gene keys. 
In some cases, there's very minor changes, and in others, there are significant changes. But we can usually work out which is more likely to be true as a result of some of the clues that I'll have through the profile itself and asking questions of the person to see what makes sense to them. Mm -hmm. um, so we can, it's, it's still a very valuable exercise, even if they don't know the time. Yes, absolutely. And for those of you who wrote in um, in the webcast uh, closer to the beginning of the show, please write in and let me know you're still here because we'd love to get your feedback um, uh, when Peter responds to your questions. And so, Peter, I'm um, going to go ahead and uh, go to our webcast and go through some of these here. <laughs> there. Okay. Are you ready, Peter? I am ready. <laughs> okay. Mary Wilson. Mary said, my gene keys are, let's see, 44.4 purpose, 19.2 evolution, 33.2 life's work. Oh, this is a lot here. 22.4 radiance. Um, multi-talented yet very challenged to find work um, everywhere I turn there is possibility and then nothing it's humbling and depressing how can I create a change I need some positive encouragement okay was the life's work 44.4 uh, let's see 33.2 oh the 44 was the purpose okay yes yes yeah. Okay, so Mary, the, the, the key elements here, obviously you've given me a lot of information here, but we're not going to be able to cover the whole thing. So pulling out the key elements is the 33 in your life's work means that somewhere in your life, usually in childhood, you had a challenging relationship with someone that should have been a loving relationship. And so it's really, really important that you make sure you've cleared all of that through the forgiveness process that we did earlier. And the 44 at the bottom is the interference pattern that results as a, as a result of that challenging relationship. So I mentioned the 44, which was just uh, over the first week of November. So this is the opportunity then to clear any interference patterns created from that original uh, relationship situation. But most importantly of all, your evolution, the 19th gene key, the 19th gene key is this very, very specialized, wonderful gene key, which once you understand, really sets you apart. Because the 19th gene key is this highly sensitized gene key. So you have all these gifts and talents, but they've been blocked by this interference uh, and the forgetting of the 33rd. But the 19th gene key gift includes something called synesthesia. And synesthesia is when your senses cross over each other. So people have this ability to uh, hear flowers opening, to tasting color. And it's this incredibly wonderful gift once you recognize and realize that it's real and true. And you have it. It's in your 19th gene key. Mm -hmm. So one of the most important things for you to do in this clearing out tonight is to make sure that there are no interference patterns left as a result of toxic relationships earlier in your life and to really begin to tune into that inner intuitive knowing, which will come through your senses in unusual ways. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, that, was, that was Mary, yes. Yeah, Mary. Mary, I hope that you heard that, my dear. Um, 
Mary Wilson, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Peter, for that. Um, let's see. Who am I going to next? Amy. I'm going to go to Amy. Amy said, hi, Divine Carrie and Peter. Hi, Amy. Uh, what is the meaning of 62? I have 62.1 in vocation and 62.6 in attraction. Thank you so much and blessings, Amy. Okay, so when you have a gene key a repeating uh, with a 1-6 connection, this is karmic, Amy. So it means in the 62.1, uh, in the vocation. The vocation is the ancestral wound. So you're carrying a very deep and profound fear through your family lineage where they have made the mistake of trying to understand everything. The shadow of the 62nd Jinki is intellect. And it seems strange to have intellect as a shadow. But it gets in the way of our ability to fully realize who we are. And your 62.6, the line 6 attraction sphere, is having this incredibly high expectation of your primary relationships. It's like having a romantic ideal, which can lead to disappointment if other people can't live up to those expectations. And the 62nd gene key, again, is you trying to understand everything in those relationships, which you can't. And there's a wonderful gift inside the 62nd gene key which is the gift of light language. If you haven't yet looked into light language, you need to, because it's the greatest gift in the 60-second gene key, and light language has nothing to understand. Carrie, I'm sure you have people on your show who speak light language. Absolutely. <laughs> all the time, yes. All the time, yeah. And mm -hmm. so that light language is a coded message mm -hmm. where there is no word to understand. It's just a frequency of sound coming through the person's voice. And so it's a beautiful training to let go of the need to understand and allow yourself to be saturated by those sounds, which then shift the frequency inside your DNA. And so this, this is letting go of the need to know, and trusting your intuitive insights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Amy, I hope that you heard that. Um, thank you for the question. And... Um, I am now going to Tara from New York. Uh, dear Peter and Carrie, I'm curious, is 47, the, the 47th gene key the most difficult one? I have it in my EQ, 47.2, and I literally felt oppressed for a very long time. It's Tara. Yes. <laughs> yes is the answer. So the 47th gene key, uh, is the programming partner with the 22nd and the two of them together are the most challenging pair, there's no question. The 22nd gene key is the gene key of all aspects of human suffering and it, in, and it arises for you through the 47th gene key of what we'd call ancestral anguish. And because you're on the line two in your EQ, this really connects into, and I'm glad this has come up actually, I'm not sure if I've talked about it before on the show, Carrie, but the line two EQ typically connects into the energy of Lilith. And Lilith is the wild woman inside every woman. And if you felt that level of oppression, then typically Lilith will come out in a real rage or anger because she's been suppressed so severely. 
And in the emotional body, the line two is where it tends to demonstrate itself in the emotional body. So the 47th gene key is the gene key of transmutation out of that ancestral wounding. So it would be really good for you to look at what your core wound is in the vocation because there'll be a clue there as to what you need to clear through the ancestral anguish. So the 47, wherever it appears in your profile, is about ancestral anguish, and that ancestral anguish comes through the vocation sphere. Um, so it may be useful to let me know what that sphere is for you in your vocation, what the Jinkian line is, because that will help us to understand what you're actually working with to clear that ancestral wound. But from your own personal perspective, what we did in that little um, process earlier working with the violet flames would be the perfect thing for you to do to clear out this shadow frequency. And then you've got to fully acknowledge and bring home your own Lilith, that aspect of you that was suppressed. And it's this most powerful, creative expression of who we are in our divine feminine principle. And it's the reason that the patriarchy have suppressed women. It's because that most powerful Lilith energy is the scariest thing for the patriarchy because they can't control her. So they've tried to suppress women to try to prevent her from coming out. And we want her to come out in a safe way, but we want her to be fully acknowledged and accepted in the return to this divine feminine on the planet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um... I'm getting lost. I can't remember who that was. There are so many people who've written in. I'm not sure where I found that. Do you remember the name of the person? Um, let's see. Is it Tara or Tara? I didn't quite get Tara, it. Tara, Tara, Tara. Yeah, Tara, Tara, yes. Tara or Tara, there you go. Um, I hope that you heard that. Thank you, Peter. Um, Bridget from Montreal said, what if we have let go and made changes over the last six months, but things still aren't working out? Um, is it expected that pivots I've just made will come to fruition now and in the next six months? Yeah, that's a really good question because it is a process. Mm -hmm. So we're in a process of making the necessary changes, um, but it won't all happen within a necessarily uh, specific time period because it will all be individual for each of us. And the, and the important thing is to not give up. The important thing is to keep working with it until it does clear and so that it does work itself out. But the timing of it is very difficult to predict because it, it just depends upon what we're working through, how deep it is and how deep we've gone. Because there are layers that we have to keep getting down to the deeper layers and set them free and set them free. And we think we've done it and then, oh, there it comes again. So it is a process that we have to work with. So being patient and being kind with yourself and allowing it to flow out naturally and easily is the only way to go. Mm -hmm. Bridget, thank you for the question. Um, Peter uh, Tama from uh, from California said, uh, my question is so basic, but could Peter please share an example question that someone would ask him to open a session. So clearly she's not had a gene key session with you. Can you, basically you're the one who's going to come in and share what's, what you see. 
But um, can you yeah. respond to her question? Absolutely, yeah. So right at the beginning of the session, I will ask the person, what are your intentions for the session? If a miracle could take place today, what would that be? Are there any specific issues to do with health, work, relationships? And then as we go through the profile, I'll be asking questions like, what was taking place during your age 8 to 14? Because there's something in this shadow frequency or this line that we need to pay attention to. So an example would be if you had a line 1 EQ, then typically what happens is between the age 8 and 14, something happens where you lose a sense of self, a loss of confidence. And what I've discovered over doing this many, many times, it's often to do with someone uh, having to leave their situation at home. So the family move, and they've got all their friends established, and they're happy in their school, and then suddenly they're being taken into a completely different place where they know no one, they don't know the school, they don't know how it works, and there's this loss of confidence and belief in ourselves in that very tender age between the age of 8 and 14. So that's just one example that, uh, that might, be the, might be the case. So I will ask those sorts of questions as we go through the time together. And that's where the sort of counseling and the gene key piece fit together perfectly because, I, because the gene key gives me the insight into the right question to ask. Mm-hmm. And it's a very... Um safe space i mean you you create a very um safe space for people uh that makes them feel very comfortable and at ease and it's a really beautiful opportunity tama if you have not had a session with peter so thank you for the question and for the answer um amy wrote back in peter and said wow yes I'm constantly looking for understanding and decoding, which I'm coming to understand is useless. Uh, it's fascinating how accurate, accurate this is. Uh, I'm in awe. Thank you from my heart and bless you both. Thank you, Amy. Uh, Bridget wrote back in and said, thank you so much. I needed to hear that. Many blessings. Thank you, Bridget. Um, Diane from Seattle said, hi, Carrie and Peter. Her life work uh, is 61.5. And purpose is 3.2. Can you help me formulate an intention for tonight's eclipse? Yes, I can. <laughs> so first of all, I just, Will you? I just want to uh, comment on uh, talking about safe space. In all the work I've been doing over many, many years, creating safe space has been my number one high, highest priority by, by far. Mm-hmm. Making people feel comfortable and safe is my highest priority. So uh, thank you for saying that, but that is for me the highest intention. Okay, so let's look to Diane then. So the 61 life's work. The 61 is this bit of a scary word, shadow of psychosis. And my experience of people who have this gene key is that they have actually known the truth all the way along. And what their truth is doesn't fit in with the narrative of what the world says it is. So it can send you on a mentally obsessive journey to try and work out why you see things differently to what the world is saying it is. So Diane, the most important thing I can say to you is relax. You've known the truth all along. And it's the society itself that is living in this uh, narrative, this world of um, psychosis. It's not you. It's the mass psychosis that people are living under right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so so um, the second part of the question was the third gene key, and I've actually already talked about it earlier when we were talking about the eclipse, because the third gene key is the space between the old world dissolving and the new world forming. It is the void between the two. And what you're being asked to do in the third gene key is going back to the innocence of your childhood to create the new earth through this childlike playfulness. Because the new earth hasn't yet been formed. We are doing it as we go, which is what this eclipse is all about. So what your intention is for the eclipse is, first of all, to know that you've known the truth all along, that the rest of the world got it wrong and you got it right, and now you can create from that place of innocence from within you in this very playful, light-hearted way for what you want for your intention for your future self. Okay, so that was Diane. There you go, Diane. Um, Tara, uh, or Tara, I'm not quite sure which way you pronounce it. I wrote back in and said, oh my God, thank you. All 100% true. My divine feminine rise and rebel big time with gratitude. Thank you for writing back in with that, Tara. Um, AJ from Annapolis. Uh, Venus sequence includes EQ 14.3 and IQ 1.6. I thought this was interesting based on your discussion of the eclipses. Any additional comments about that? Yeah, exactly. That's that's really good news um, that you're totally aligned. And the EQ 14.3, typically the EQ line 3 is a, de- a degree of turmoil or turbulence during that, that 8 to 14 time. And what you want to do is think about what was happening in your life during that time, which led you to believe that you were not going to fulfill your divine destiny, that something was happening, maybe your family expectations, what was going on in your childhood. But it's the loss of the dream is the, is the uh, 14th compromise. And so now then, what you're, as a result of that earlier discussion, you're now realizing that you're actually a totally competent person. And it may only be your emotional blockage that's preventing you from realizing that. And then the IQ six-line first gene key is absolutely perfect for the eclipse because the six-line is the line of the visionary. So this is you for age 15 to 21. And again, it may have seemed at that time in your life, that you could see things that other people couldn't see, and you're thinking, why can't people see this? It's obvious to me. And so this is your need now to recognize that you you have this vision, you have this higher ability to create something from nothing. And so this is your intention for tonight. You're a key person for this eclipse, because you're now in this visionary space of recognizing what we can create for this new earth in the future, and not only the idea, but the actual creation of something tangible. So this is a wonderful opportunity to you to really look into your highest calling and to create something out of that. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you, Peter. Um, Madalena from Calgary. Uh, said, hi, Carrie and Peter. Thank you for today's beautiful and enlightening call. Love you both. Uh, lots of love. Right back to you, Madalena. Um, I want to ask Peter for any timely insights on my evolution sphere 28.4 
and Radiance 41.6. Um, whatever comes through is welcomed. Thank you so much. Love and blessings. Well, I mentioned the 28.4 earlier in the discussion about the fear of death. And so it's your evolution. So, Madalena, it's important for you to make sure that you are completely at ease with yourself in terms of living a life full on, living the juiciness of life. So we're not holding back because of any fear of whatever's happening in our life uh, and that we are going absolutely full on. And because it's a Scorpio gene key, it tends to lead us into this magical, mystical, synchronistic way of living our life in the future. And I'm glad you raised the 41, because the 41 is the gene key of connecting to this new earth energy of the gold frequency. This is the age of enlightenment again, the age of Aquarius, the connection to the gold frequency. And you're, you're without any doubt whatsoever, your own destiny is to connect to that golden grid, this new earth grid, and then anchor it down into form, into yourself, and into Mother Earth. That grid already exists, and now we're wanting to connect to it and download it into form. And Richard says that once you've come into resonance with that grid, you can download all manner of wonderful things. But you can only do that if you get fully grounded, because your line six tends to take you up and out of body. So it becomes really important for you to get fully grounded in your body, connecting to your inner world, connecting to Mother Earth herself, and bringing that energy down and in. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you for that question. Thank you for the response, Peter. Um, I'm going to take one last one from Linda. Uh, Peter, can you give us suggestions as to how we can call upon the eclipse's energy to fully utilize this energy for the highest and most benevolent, best outcomes um, while stepping into our highest timeline. Thank you. That's Linda. Yeah, so Linda, the key thing is to focus on yourself tonight. And, and when you focus on yourself and whatever it is that you need to let go of and set the intention for your future self, you become an archetype of what is required for this process. And so. Whatever it is that you set yourself up for will become the collective. So see it as a personal opportunity to settle all of that stuff go we've talked about and let it all go. Settle into that void space, into that black hole, and then co-create from that space. And whatever you co-create for yourself becomes part of the collective future. Mm-hmm. So we see it from a personal point of view on this particular date on this eclipse season. Yes. Beautiful response, Peter. Um, I want to, you know, as we wrap up, if someone happens to be listening to this, you know, you know, they're not listening to this live or, you know, at the eclipse time, as we move through November and December, Peter, what, um, what can you share to people listening that might help them as we move into the new year? Thank you. Yes. And, and I do think that we're going to be going through this fairly chaotic, tumultuous time, right through to March. March appears to be a a turning point time. So we're going to see a lot of stuff playing out during this time. So my advice always is to stay in your center, stay calm, stay in your own process, 
and navigate your way through trusting that you have all the necessary resources at your fingertips to whatever comes up to lead yourself through into this next energy and never lose sight of the fact that this is going to end up in a magnificent future world for us. So whatever happens in the next few months, it was, has to happen to clear out all the corruption on the planet so we can step into a new earth and live the life of contentment, happiness and peace that we so strongly desire. It's why we incarnated at this time. We are here for this precise time in history, and that's why we're here. And just a final comment, Carrie. I know people of my generation, are, or some of us anyway, are pretty tired, and we've been doing this work for a long time. And this isn't the time to give up. This is the time to go full on in making our contribution for the greater good mm -hmm. of all. Yes, 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 absolutely. And I want to reiterate something you said earlier. You know, we are this beautiful soul tribe, and I really want to honor everyone who's here. And as we cultivate confidence in our competence to be contributors, collaborators of unity and harmony, and we keep our focus there and away from all the distractions, you know, that's how we're going to glide through this as gracefully and easily as possible. And Peter, I always appreciate, you know, your your inspiration um, amidst, <laughs> you know, some challenges that are, you know, within us and around us and uh, love our time together. And, yeah, I guess you'll be back here in the new year <laughs> in 2023. Yeah. Um, wow, right? Goodness. Well, I wish, I wish you well and all of uh, the listeners over these next few months. And really Thank holding you, to this inner, this inner knowing of the truth. Yes, we will be um, vibrationally victorious on this triumphant transition team. <laughs> Very good. I like it. That's, yes, that's a nice Let's, mantra. Yes, isn't it? Um, all right, Peter, thank you. And to everyone who's joined us, thank you for the gift of your time, your openness, your readiness, your love, and your presence today. We appreciate you very much, and thank you for joining us on this soulful adventure today. Uh, I'm sending waves and waves of love and light and appreciation from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and then offer it to those you encounter today uh, or tonight, wherever you are in the world. And as always, until next time, which is tomorrow, uh, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, and own that amazing, powerful glow of yours. Uh, take flight, beautiful, beautiful beacons of light, and I'll see you back here in this playground of light tomorrow. Uh, bye, everyone.